everybody, and welcome to the Ginscast, the official podcast of Ginscam, the industry leader in mobile apps for sports leagues, teams, venues, and events around the world. I'm your host, Jeremy McPeak, and today we're going to be joined by David Griffin, the Director of Digital Products for the Las Vegas Raiders. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Great to see you again. Good to see you, Jeremy. I think, uh, I think we saw each other briefly on the uh, annual Yinscam NFL Summit Zoom um, you know. <laughs> with about 80 other people. So I saw your thumbnail there real tiny, but, but <laughs> good to talk to you and get a few minutes with you. I appreciate you taking time. Yeah, thanks for having me join. It's it's awesome. Good to see you too. And and yeah, this virtual world uh, that was that was interesting for uh, 2021. But but yeah, no, it was good seeing you too. A year ago, right, literally right before the pause happened. You know, I was in Pittsburgh. So, um, but yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it wasn't quite the same as all getting together and uh, going out for drinks and food and, and you know <laughs> after the sessions, but but still fun to get everybody together on Zoom. So um, great to see you, and we look forward to doing an in-person summit again next year. Uh, but really excited to have you on the Yinscast today. You guys have done some amazing things with your mobile app. Um, want to talk about those and get into those. But before we do, I want our uh, viewers, our, our listeners, to really get to know you a little bit more. Um, and I was looking at your LinkedIn. You've been with the Raiders almost four years, it looks like, but you've been in sports and, and digital for, for more than 10 years now, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've been with the – this will be my fifth season uh, coming up here for the Raiders. And then before that, I spent the, the previous two seasons with the Chicago Bears and, and Matt Cook, who I think okay. has joined uh, the Inns cast before. Yeah, he was uh, one of our recent episodes. Yeah. So yeah, I was in Chicago, but uh, before that, I, I grew up in San Diego. Um, went to UC Santa Barbara. Uh, actually, Priya Priya spent some time in Santa Barbara, so we go connect over that. Um, not not at the same time, but but uh, yeah, beautiful school. And I got involved with actually uh, the school radio station, and I just a big baseball fan, and and ended up um, getting in with the athletic department a bit just as an intern helping with sports information and and yeah I just picked up any sports experience I could internships with uh, UC Santa Barbara and UC San Diego eventually uh, then be became uh, an editor for CBS Interactive helping uh, actually helping on the flip side uh, athletic departments with their official athletic websites and I, okay. I learned to I learned to code HTML Learned CSS, just kind of picked the brains of some developers there. Uh, so I, I, at the time, they were the the top. They had over a hundred clients: Alabama, Notre Dame, wow. uh, UCLA, USC. So I've worked on a lot of websites, and then that that experience got me, you know, in the door. Eventually, or, you know, my resume built up uh, to where Matt Cook took notice, and I ended up in Chicago. And yeah, the rest is history. Talk about working with Matt then for a bit. Yeah, no, that, that like? was no, that was great. Yeah, to to go from it was at the time for me. I think the perspective was, you know, and and from a Yinscam perspective, it's you're working with a hundred plus, hundred fifty plus clients, and then you want to dial in and just be like really getting in the weeds more with one. So that was kind of the um, the reason I was interested in in and obviously the NFL, right? But but yeah, Matt was great, and and as a mentor, and, and especially in the app space, getting my feet wet. Uh, they're also a Yinscam club, and so uh, you know that was 2015. So much different. The app, I think the app space is grown. 
growing so much, um, we we sort of just started to to embark on like some of this customization and push notification strategies and us trying to implement that. And I remember that was some of the very first, I think you just looking around the league now, it's it's crazy what everybody's doing in that space. So yeah. and, and Matt was a great mentor. Absolutely. Did you recognize him on our last Yin's cast with the long hair? He said he said he hadn't gotten a haircut in a year, <laughs> the entire pandemic. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've done the opposite. Yeah, I was here, just gonna uh, say, yeah, you're you're a lot shorter than yeah, I saw you. <laughs> I know. I, I think he I don't know if he's gotten a haircut the entire uh pandemic. That's what he said. But, he hadn't. Yeah, initially <laughs> I had for a while I tried it, but you know, out here in Las Vegas it gets a little hot and I've got yes. pretty thick. So I had to uh get the summer cut. I like it. It looks good. Nice, nice job. <laughs> um so talk about your job today and kind of what your role entails as the director of digital products. I know it's more than just me. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really interesting what uh, the organization has has um, you know allowed allowed us to to pull off here as we emphasize you know and, and really see this landscape completely. I think transform for what it's going to be in the future and in, in just sports. And there's sort of two sides of it, or the way we saw it was um, you know there's the content side, and then there's this evolving need on the business side and yeah when i was in chicago and for my first uh really four three or four seasons roughly with the raiders i was heavily involved on the production and the content side as well okay and so about a year ago we recognized this you know especially in vegas with our brand new stadium that the growing need on the business side and so that was the the shift and having me focus and we call it digital product, but, you know, various places I've seen it called, you know, different things um, internationally as well as, as digital teams have developed out. There's a, there seems to be this, this de- definition d- depends on probably the league and, and things of that nature. But for us, it was me moving away from things, you know, like, like our article uh, series or, photo gallery series and video series and having that, you know, that continues to be run by on our side, a digital uh, director of digital content strategy. Okay. Um, Makes sense. And, and I, I kind of remove myself a little bit from, from that day to day publishing. I, I still analytically will look in and, and kind of see trends and things of that, you know, what's doing well and, and sort of my, from a pro- platform perspective, you know, um, looking at podcasting, for example, another emerging areas. So, so stuff like that, you know, I, I still get involved, but I'm very much more drilled into now things like mobile ordering or the, the implementation of our dual mode, um, right. anything stadium related. I, I, I still manage sort of, you know, interior pages, I guess, if, if you want to, the easiest way to define on a Raiders.com. And then AllegianStadium.com, I help support from a platform perspective and in our venue management um, team and, and the marketing team. I, if it's from a technical, you know, web design uh, perspective, connecting with uh, that vendor, um, making sure the app uh, is in a great place overall, structurally, that it's, you know, surfacing up. So it, it's a different approach, but uh, yeah, driven by revenue, driven by analytics driven by what's the best fan experience. I mean, that's number one for us first and foremost, but um, yeah, digital marketing campaigns like 
for us, Raider Image is is our merchandise uh, online pro shop. Okay. And we have you know over fourteen, I think, retail locations, as well as that. Is that right? That, wow. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a, a different um, from from a lot of you know every club's different, right? But for us, that's important. It's in in house and and that e-commerce strategy kind of comes through our app in a lot of ways over the, the last five years since I've been with the Raiders. Sure. I'm going to dive deeper into your app here in a second, but I really want to know what this last uh, few years have been like for you. When, when you joined the Raiders, it was already known that they were going to move to Vegas, correct? So, yeah, actually we, when I, when I first got connected with the Raiders, it was 2017. And I believe that the initial announcement was March, 2017. I was with the Raiders by June 2017. Okay. Or July 2017. So that's summer. So it was months after. So yeah, I I moved from San Diego to the to Chicago <laughs> for two. A little, two different. <laughs> a little different. And then we moved to the Bay Area. And then also knowing we would eventually move to Vegas. And keep in mind too, like I think the thing I forget now, just thinking this back is we didn't know when we were going to officially be in Vegas either at the time. So 2017 moved to Oakland. No, I'm going to be in Oakland for a while. Don't know when there was just a pending Vegas move at the, at that point, you know? Uh, and the stadium hadn't, hadn't been ground broken on yet. So I I've seen it from uh, day one, really, I guess, you know, aside from that announcement, you know, that they were going right. to Vegas. I, I've, I've been in Vegas on the dirt lot, doing our live stream, <laughs> still connected with uh, the content team. And that was a fun, you know, that was an interesting thing to try to pull off right here in the middle of the desert. You know, you feel like you're in the hangover or something, you know, there's the uh, Las Vegas Strip lit up and we're out there and we're trying to pull a live stream off, you know, internet and all these things. <laughs> So that was, uh, you know, that was the the starting point that back in 2017. That was November, so it was pretty pretty quickly there. We're flying out to Vegas, and then, um, you know, back back and forth quite a bit. Eventually, we had a an office in Las Vegas that um, some folks were were trying to get that sort of that ship up and running, right? And we're still back in Oakland. Um, so so three seasons in Oakland while working for the team and then the first last year in Vegas. So yeah, it's been an interesting time, right? Like, and you add COVID in the mix and, and right. you get all this anticipation. You think about all the things that our organization has gone through from that groundbreaking, even before I joined the team, right? This, this was, uh, this was the organization trying to build their home in the Bay area for, for almost 20 years. Yeah. And now you get to this point, um, even just for me personally, from the groundbreaking to last year, and where where you know, I think Mark Davis was was very um, early in his announcement. Actually, he might have been one of the first in the NFL of you know no fans, right? Yeah, and right. that was obviously important to him that you know this moment, this shared moment of Vegas and the new stadium and the new home, that everybody would be welcome, like you know, not leave anybody out. And for a, for a uh, club that has so many PSL holders, you know, right. you, it would have been virtually impossible to not leave someone out, 
And so yeah, I think he was very cutting edge and in, in making that announcement. And uh, yeah, it's, it's disappointing to not have fans in the stadium, but it, from a technical perspective, it has allowed us to, to test some things out with the app and sure. you know, on the pro- positive side. Um, but, but yeah, it's been quite the journey just in my four years. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I've worked in sports now for, for more than 25 years and experienced a lot of things from teams being sold and, but, uh, but to actually relocate an entire franchise, open a brand new gorgeous building. And then the pandemic hits, I, I don't know that there's anybody that can, can say that they've gone through, <laughs> gone through the experience you've had. Yeah. So right. pretty, uh, it, pretty amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, I, we, ironic or coincidentally we're you know we're in the same seat i guess as the rams and chargers i haven't i haven't actually got to sure a good point joe, joe price talked to to in detail about his experiences but i think it's yeah it's crazy that the, the nfl has built these two amazing buildings and then you know really haven't had one not a single game in any either either building yet right yeah yeah so well, let's let's talk about your app um for those who don't know who haven't downloaded the raiders app um recently or seen the app recently it's now a las vegas raiders app and allegiant stadium app so talk about that strategy behind that what made you guys decide to yeah. go that direction and work with us on developing a, a dual mode app so it's it's it literally two different apps in one Right. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's a really interesting and new um, approach that, that the, the mode switch, uh, which I'll get into that tech more technically, but like at the very surface level, our group, you know, we had an internal working group um, and I had a lot of great support uh, from, from within the Raiders. And we, we went out and tried to find anything and everything, you know, in sports, out of sports, trying to figure out, you know, how do we introduce the state of the art building in Las Vegas, right? With high expectations at a premium level while also telling the stories of the team and not losing that. And I think at the end of the day for us, you know, I think we're in a unique position. I don't know if it is the solution for every single, um, you know, NFL club out there while, you know, they, they've integrated the stadium in other ways, right, without a full mode switch. But I think for us, it was, I, I guess, a little bit like an NBA club. And, and you haven't come from the Suns, I'm sure, you know, uh, know very well that the arenas tend to have a ton of non, you know, Phoenix Suns events. Yeah. And so that's kind of where we, we started to kind of see that. And with Vegas, with this stadium in particular – it's just it's gonna host so many variety and it's and it's really almost run in, in in some ways if you think about it almost like an NBA arena where it's just gonna be constant right sure yeah you guys um, are gonna so, get all the all the biggest concerts in the world I'm yeah. sure indoor on the on right on the Vegas Strip uh, you know and so that that factor I think we just we started to see the trend in the NBA space. Uh, Sacramento Kings, you know, Golden State Warriors, uh, the Trailblazers, Trailblazers yep. Utah Mother, yep. um, that have done, have already kind of done that trend. And, and so we, I think we're one of the first to co-brand. And I think there's so many levels of that. Like, like when you download a team app, um, it's not always going to be branded at the front 
with the stadium. But when you right. get inside the app, you're going to have a lot of stadium qualities. I guess for us, it was it was the Raiders brand and it was the stadium brand, and they're both huge. Yeah. And in the feedback that we seemed to find around the NFL was that the stadium standalone app was was not something that fans seemed to be interested in, and that was feedback we got from. From, from Dallas and, and various other um, just connections over, you know, we, we talked to probably 50 plus um, teams out there. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, we, we, we wanted to bring these two things together. We thought, why not? And, and from a digital marketing perspective as well, you take the, how can you keep this Raiders brand going, tell those stories and not impact the Raiders experience if the fan doesn't want to, but also add in this huge, thing that that somebody going to for example our garth brooks concert they might not be interested in the raiders but maybe they they see that and they poke around in that and they decide they're going to become a raiders fan so that's kind of the approach we end up taking we we figured why have raider nation go download a separate app as well yep so kind of first and foremost there but also when las vegas locals or internationally people visit it's that draw of, hey, this is also the Raiders' home. And I went to the concert and I fell in love with the stadium. And now I also like the Raiders, you know, and, and it's this one-stop shop of ideally being able to control how much of the stadium news you, you'd like to receive versus the Raiders' news. And if you want, you could turn them off. Honestly, you could have you, the app just operate as the Allegiant Stadium app. Yeah, talk about that from a technical aspect. From a, a fan who downs, downloads it for the first time, how does talk about the path that they go on and, and kind of deciding what app they want? Right. So at some point here, you know, we, we planned on doing it, and then and with COVID, we we actually stopped. But it, eventually, on the onboarding, you'd select, do you want team or stadium mode? Right. Right. Um, and the thing there is, the person that does come to a concert and wants to default to the stadium mode, they could do that up front and it, it will hold them in stadium mode. For now, it just defaults to Raiders mode. Uh, we haven't introduced the onboarding, but once you're in that, if you change modes, it will remember where you left off. So that's great. I like that. You go in, you, you do get introduced to Raiders mode right now, mostly because that's everything we kind of had with, without, <laughs> right. like, you know, in an unfortunate situation, but, but, uh, once you switch to mode, and, we, and the other thing we've tried to do is, you know, the popular thing is the toggle at the top. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the, the thing that everybody has done. What I, I think it's, it's more about the full experience, immer being immersed in it and kind of flipping back and forth. And so there's other ways we've used Inscam cards to, you know, when, when you get to our explore section, you could switch modes like we were prompting in other areas to switch. And so, yeah, stadium utility elements kind of take you fully into the stadium mode. Um, so like mobile ordering, instead of being within the Raiders, you know, bottom navigation is probably the biggest thing that changes. Once you dial into the, the stadium feature, your, your entire bottom nav changes, thinking that, okay, if I'm using Sorry. mobile ordering or if I'm, I'm trying to do something Allegiant Stadium-based, you know, these things are more relevant to me than, let's say, the roster, I guess, right? Like, sure. you know, so those things, we want to dynamically change per event. Um, 
and, and have it, you know, switch almost, you almost don't realize you're switching modes, but you totally can, depending on the user, you know, preference, you, you may not even realize you're switching modes, but then there's also people that might specifically want to seek out, you know, Raiders mode. Right. Um, you touched on that, uh, the onboarding you held back for now, what are some of the other things that you've, you guys have been planning on or thinking about for the stadium that you're, you haven't introduced yet. If you, if you can give us any kind of previews that, uh, of things yeah. that, are, that are planned on once, once the stadium is, you know, reopened to fans. Yeah, for sure. I think there's been, um, there's been a lot of things recently that, that have started to come out. And actually I think the, the, the resurgence of the QR code is pretty interesting. We, we had started doing, I think that the, the funny thing, if you rewind a year ago, is the stadium was going to open cashless pre-COVID. So we were going to be a cashless building. You're ahead ahead of the curve. (laughs) We, I think we would have been, I I forget exactly what, but we would have been one of the the first major pro sports stadiums to open cashless from the get-go. So that was going to happen with pre-COVID thinking. And so that comes along now. Everybody's, doing cashless and it's even a step further into contactless. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so our approach there was um, with the stadium, there's, there's a whole bunch coming. I, I think that uh, the QR code I mentioned and the cashless stuff has kind of, it, it really has boosted some of the strategies we already have been thinking about. And so uh, one of those is the, the art collection, which I think is a really cool activation where, where, Inside the building, there is a, a this this really cool marriage between uh, the Raiders and Las Vegas coming together. And our our ownership group and, and executives have done an amazing job working with a lot of local artists. And what we what we've done is on the right next to the artwork, there's there's a plaque, and on the plaque is a QR code. And so with the app, we plan to do some fun things there. Um, scanning scanning those qr codes and 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 on top of that you know contactless contactless menus and things that we've been able to do um and really pushing the app across the board um i think the the cashless is interesting we one day we we would like it and one of the third parties that yinscam has been great to integrate for us will unlock a lot of cashless fan experience and ideally it's almost like a Starbucks model in a way in my head is, is when you come to the stadium and you have the app, the app should be able to, you know, buy your Jersey or your hat, buy your Coke or your beer and so forth. Um, you know, you might be scanning a piece of art and just learning about that. Uh, you, you might have a contactless menu, uh, right. but, but it's really this like intersection between the physical and the digital world. I think that QR code has kind of made that, possible as well but I, i'm really anxious on on much much more um that yins can bring to the table for us in the years to come here yeah we're excited to to continue evolving the uh the platform for you guys as we move forward let's talk a little bit about your game day to go uh campaign that you did this past season um i know it was kind of a for you guys uh, it was a way to kind of test mobile food and beverage ordering, but to do it uh, uh, for fans who weren't able to actually come to games since you didn't have fans at games yet, kind of just talk through that process, what that looked like and explain it to people who, who have not heard about it yet. Yeah. So game day to go uh, was a concept that came up 
between our, our so silver and black hospitality is, is our food and beverage group and then business de- our de- business development group um kind of came to the table we were already working on mobile ordering for the stadium um so so kevin at yens cam has been amazing as a as a mobile ordering developer helping us with that feature uh for for club seats so in-seat delivery uh, the more traditional route, you know, had fans come to the game last year, they would have in the club sections been eligible for that in-seat delivery. Right. And, we, you know, we, we put months and months into that feature and then it kind of just, you know, ripped our heart out. <laughs> and so, so we, I shouldn't we laugh that <laughs> I'm sure that was, I'm sure that was uh, painful to yeah. have that all ready to go right. and not be able to use it. And so, yeah, with these resources, you know, we had resources, in in the hospitality silver and black hospitality side and ready to, to kind of launch something and so we we talked it through we talked it through with kevin and we proposed kind of it pretty much turned the stadium into a drive-through is probably the easiest way to explain it and so fans you know in a different way of thinking about the mobile ordering feature we opened it up so that you know for 24 7 window during the week you could place your order that weekend's game and and then you come the two hours before kickoff and pick up your food to go home and you can enjoy it you know and especially for us I love that such a great idea know, so creative yeah. and there's so much that went into the the food and beverage program at the stadium that never launched last year right and right. so it's just a little bit like this this ability for fan to come down and taste the stadium um in a brand new building that's never been you know you, some people were the first to ever try the food in the stadium through the app. Yeah. Right. And so that was all possible. Just kind of shifting uh, the technology that was already there uh, pickup wise, which normally would have been used, you know, as a pickup within the building during the game or during the event. Now we open the, the ordering window up to, so honestly, at times it was, it was a two day window and it would sell out for us. I think the first week we uh, opened it up to 200 orders and sold out. Um, and then this, it, it became a longer window as we expanded it and we kind of got, you know, okay, we feel good from operations and from that f- fulfillment side, but yeah, the cars would line up and they, they'd have a spot where they, they, uh, you know, parked next to, and then the food came out and they were on their way. So was it like, a, I believe you guys used your like taxi lane or rideshare drive area where people I, could pull up. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's actually, yeah, it's a VIP entrance to the stadium. Okay. You know, in Vegas fashion, there's, there's a, a, almost like a limo loop where it's an exclusive VIP drop, you know, into the sort of the back door of the stadium, which is pretty cool. I love um, that. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, there's almost like a tent that they added right there against the, the fence so that the team could be putting the orders together. Well, the, they were able to prepare the orders as well, which is great because our mobile, uh, our order window had ended, you know, with 24 hours notice. So they knew exactly what they were preparing and delivering. And, and we tried to get a little bit of a gauge of when somebody was going to pick up. So instead of selecting their seat, uh, Kevin converted it for us to uh, like a pickup time. So there's only like four options. So instead of saying I'm in, you know, section 10 row, whatever, you'd say this is the 30 minute window 
I plan on coming to pick up. We didn't hold anybody to it, but it gave us a little bit of indication sure. of like when um, when we would be busiest and when we need to make sure X Y Z orders were were ready to go. Yeah, that makes but sense. I think fans loved it, and it was also you know from a from from a club perspective a way to integrate some corporate partners. Right, I was going to ask about that. that. Yeah, it, which I think is um, you know that's an evolving as you know just the, the digital space, there's so many assets. And I think in a world where we were not able to have fans in the building, you know, for example, exposed to things like, um, for us, uh, Modelo, Coors Light, um, Blue Moon, these are some of the ones that we were able to integrate there and, and have a, you know, okay, a business rule in the app that said, are you 21 and up, you know, add this and you get a free, you know, Coors Light, item with your bag on as you can pick up your your hot dog or nachos whatever the that week's item was nice. um, like, so i like think a, that, like a koozie or something yeah you get like a koozie or or there was a it changed each time but in, in you know one time there was a, a non-alcoholic uh margarita kit for casa okay. amigos so so nice. you know some fun things and, and you had to and through the business rules on the yin's camp cms you're able to have that 21 and up checkpoint there and, and that right. is enough um you know to be able to put those you know those alcoholic brands out there which is great and i think that yeah our, 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 our i mean in a, in a world where you're just making lemonade right you're just <laughs> you trying you know that was a plus so um that, yeah, that create, was creative way that. to activate sponsors when you when you can't have uh, signage in the building that fans are seeing or or right. you know, pa announcements was, in the building that kind of stuff Exactly. I mean, that's, and that's, I think, you know, interesting in, in we were new to the market. Um, and, and I felt like there was, there was some strong in the, in the early days, like I said, the 200 orders sold very quickly. One thing we found was changing the menu was something that fans really liked. So there's, okay, you know, there's definitely that app technical aspect, but I think there's the thing that I learned most was the the changing week to week was something that kept the interest there as well. Um, but I, you, I don't, I told, you start to add, uh, did you start to add items that were like themed based on opponents? Did you? Did right. You yeah. That? The food, the food was changing based on opponents there. That's fun um, too. Which I think is really cool. You mentioned your silver and black hospitality staff. That's uh Levy, right? Levy's your concessionaire. So I'm Correct. sure, uh, I'm sure it was probably good practice for them to see how mobile ordering works and how they're going to fulfill there at the building. Um, I, ideally, obviously, you would have loved to have had a stadium full of fans and been able to activate that for your club seat holders. But at the same time, I'm sure it was a good, uh, you know, test run, if you will, for for a few months um, to know what to do. Absolutely, yeah. To 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 just be able to run that through right right the full start to finish, not just not just from the app perspective, but having you know see, uh, receipts printing and the full run of show right and and actually be fulfilling orders i mean i think for mobile ordering there's there's no amount of testing that that you know i think you spend as much time as you can trying to replicate the real experience across the board because it's it's significantly more than just that technical app perspective there's a whole side of operations that gets impacted and so i think you know that was nice for us to get our you know, dip our toes in the water a little bit. And yeah. we continue to be able to not only with game day to go myself learning, but 
you know, we've we've uh, also been thinking about ways we can be prepared for launching things like the club and seat ordering. Absolutely. One of the other uh, things that we worked on with you guys um, and worked closely with you on for your stadium is the remote control for the loge boxes. Can you talk a little bit about that and explain what that is and, and what that's going to do? Absolutely. Yeah. So the really this started from our loge box areas, which is a, a premium seat in the stadium. And in front of the fans in these boxes are, are two screens. And what we what we thought would be great is if the app could be able to actually change the channels on the screens, the, the, the fan app. And again, this concept that just all in one place, you know, I get my Raiders stories there. I could, you know, do mobile ordering or, or learn about Garth Brooks and concerts and things of that nature in the elitist stadium mode. But I can also control everything's all in the same place. Right. And in the past, uh, what a lot of things have been in, in these suite areas, there's a pre-programmed iPad or, or something of that nature right. right there. And that's how somebody would control it. And so for us, when we kind of face that, challenge we brought you know nathan and priya in and the inscam team and kind of said hey look you know we don't want to do the standalone app we'd like it just to be in the raiders and allegiance stadium app as another feature so that somebody doesn't have you know if they're already using ideally the app for their mobile ticket scan all the way to maybe placing an order or you know buying eventually in the merch shop buying you know when they sit down in these premium areas, they should be able to control that TV as well. So right. I think it's one of the first of its kind in, in terms of Nathan taking that IPTV feature, uh, building it directly within the app. And, and, and it's also, you know, mobile web uh, ability. So for us, we see it as a spot where, you know, maybe the QR code again comes back up and you, you can scan it. But for us, there'll be a pin that the customer will, you know, the patron will know um, to plug in and we'll make sure we communicate that in various ways. But they also, when they scan that QR code, I do that pins there. They, they get logged in and they can change the channel, you know, watch pretty much anything right now. The, it's a full slate of, of your TV guide. Right. And so, especially in Vegas, you know, I, I think we, we thought about it from that perspective, you know, they, they could really have any sports game on right in front of them. You know? Sure. MLB game or, or whatnot. So um, it's a pretty cool piece. And I think, you know, very unique to our app. And, and obviously, kudos to Jens Cam to be able to, to embrace that vision of putting it inside our Raiders app. So that way, you know, nobody has to be pre-programming iPads and things like that. The, the right. fan will be in control. No, that was really smart. As you mentioned, we have developed those IPTV apps over the years and um, ha they've been controlled on an iPad, but to have it in the app is so smart um, so that fans have everything in one place and then they can watch what, what else is happening in the NFL that same day to see how their fantasy scores are doing or turn on cartoons for their kids to keep them uh, entertained if they're, if they're starting to get bored, the young kids or see the stats, you know, that's happening uh, um, in real time there on the screens or whatever. So that's, that's really smart that you guys did that. Um, love that. And I'm sure more teams will be doing the same thing. Uh, so one of the other things I wanted to ask you about um, was notifications for your fan base. I know we're going to be working with you and, and some of your third party vendors that, that you guys have partnered with. 
to be able to uh, segment your audiences and, and send out different notifications to different fan bases, both there in the stadium and, and fans away as well. Talk about kind of that strategy and what you guys have planned for, for notifications. Yeah, I think this is a huge, huge piece for, for us going forward as we continue to make this, uh, you know, the push notification strategy more sophisticated. And I think it, it first and foremost starts with something that we're excited to launch as well in 2021 um, is really just a profile within the app. And so using Yinscan's uh, CMS to create a profile cards list uh, and some teams have done this really well um, and using that as kind of a center point um, to layer on the segmenting. And so uh, certain cards will show up for, for certain segments. Uh, one, you know, to, to just think about, you know, season ticket member or for us, a PSL holder, or, or maybe it's, you know, somebody that's defaulted to a certain mode, or maybe they've, they've told us something in that onboarding process about uh, music they're interested in or something like that. So sure. the profile is something that we're really excited about and that that trickles into our future push notification strategies. Um, and also, like you mentioned, that the third-party vendors that we work with and, and Yinscan has been great integrating, you know, both Rover and Lava. And those are two really interesting um, pieces that allow us to, to get to a, a really sophisticated level of messaging. We want to get that personalization or that feel long-term into the app. Um, traditionally, you know, I, I mean, we talk about back in my Chicago days in 2015, like, I think this, the initial strategy was like, let's get content out there. Let's, right. This is a big news story for us. So let's, let's start to, and now that, that's how you start. But for us now, it's, it's more about hitting the, the smaller segments um, at, at a more like micro level with the message that they need. And, and ideally one day we, we want to hit them on the platform they prefer, you know, so if they're an email subscriber and an app user, well, if they already address their need of the email, you know, they don't necessarily need to be part of, say, an app push notification group if they've already done what we might be asking, right? So I think we're trying to figure that out. It's very new, um, but there's some exciting stuff in the stadium that I think we're, we're really excited about. Um, uh, so, it, so it starts at that profile level and trickles down. We talked about the art collection program, and that's something really cool where if you scan that QR code, you have that and that Rover experience pops up, we could send a relevant message to that user. And, and it's almost like a new age, you know, you're not having to give your location, um, which, you know, a lot of users are, are not wanting to give up that level of privacy, right? And so now if you're right next to the team shop and you scan a particular piece of art, maybe we surprise and delight reward you with, you know, 10% off, uh, to the team shop, just because we know you're, you're close by, um, or, Smart. you know, you're, you're entering an area. We know you're eligible for mobile ordering. You've scanned uh, a QR code in that space. And now we could send a notification saying, Hey, here's, here's a reward for, you know, you're an app user, you're, you're scanning QRs. We know you're in, you know, so to reward that, um, and, and give them a discount potentially, uh, and, and other things, you know, we, we talked about, uh, with, with notifications, it, it's just, it, maybe it's, it's, they've shown preference to videos. And, and so 
how do you take even those and refine those content notification strategies so that it's not always what I call like kind of a direct or straight out push to the entire category, which for us are, you know, in the hundreds of thousands at times, but right. taking it down. Um, we're using trigger, different triggers, uh, app opens, uh, is a really interesting one that I love and we're seeing, you know, big jumps in open rates. Um, but, but yeah, first and explain foremost, that. explain that what you mean by that. Yeah. So I think a, a good one we actually have going on, you might've bumped into it this morning is, is, uh, so, so at the Inscam level, right. The person downloads the app, they get in the settings, they subscribe to our promotions category, or we have two now. The one that we traditionally call promotions is the Raiders offers and promotions. And so if you're a part of that segment, then you, you apply the, the rover layer on top of that. And it's now triggered by an app open from now until this Sunday. Okay. And it's promoting five minutes after you open the app uh, to, down, to, to go buy the draft cap. Smart. So it's an interesting kind of, you know, the idea is that, well, you're interacting with the app right now in this moment. And so let's try to give you something in that moment that's relevant for this, you know, that time. Maybe it's a piece of content for us right now. It's it's that draft cap because now we're going, you know, the players are going to wear what the players are wearing type uh, right. message. And and yeah, I've seen a huge jump in open rates to to put that additional layer on. So it, it, and it's because you're hitting a, a person at the moment, right at that right, correct time as Opposed to, you know, if I sent that direct push out to the promotions category, let's say right now, there's a bunch of people at work. They might not see it till later. Maybe they, you know, they just close out all their stuff from the day piling up. But if if it's triggered when they open the app, let's say they're they're browsing tonight at 8 p.m. They're laying in bed, you know, yeah. or, and, and five minutes later, that's when it now it's a, you know, so we've seen it sometimes up to five to 10 X on the open rate wow. by using, awesome. using something like app open. There's another, another, a, a lot of different triggers that you can do, but I think that's a fun one we've been playing around with. Yeah. That's really smart. One of the things you, uh, you mentioned when we were talking before we started uh, recording here was that uh, you actually plan to have a segment for alumni. Yeah, that's a really cool one that we're, we're excited about and hoping to, you know, using, use a Yens Camp CMS for so many things, but, uh, you know, the cookie jar concept, but in this case, uh, it's similar more to like the Philadelphia Eagles use for, I think, game day staff. Yeah, their employee portal. You're creating, yeah. creating an entire portal for a segment. And so traditionally, it's it's season ticket members or something of that nature that the portals are built for, but we, we're hoping to build an area for our over 900 alumni and put everything in one place. So that way, again, not, not only, um, not only are the fans being able to go to one place, like all this technology would all also hopefully benefit our alumni. So instead of them going to a website for, for some news and updates and then being asked to, you know, use the app, let's say for their, for their discount or, or something of that nature. Sure. Um, or, or, or anything that's going on. I mean, and, and really back to the notifications, we, we would like to be able to send them their messaging, uh, you know, through, through notifications. So 
within that profile section, you know, that card would show up um, similar to like the, the Eagles game day staff. And then there'd be all the relevant news and items and how to reach out and, and anything they need. Uh, the organization really cherishes, you know, the, the alumni is important. Once a Raider, always a Raiders. Uh, Mark Davis is, you know, famous um, line. So love that. I'm excited about that one. Yeah. I only got a few more questions. I've already kept you longer than I expected to. So I appreciate you uh, giving us this much time, especially on draft week. I know you're busy, but uh, you mentioned cards on a couple of occasions. Can you talk about just how you guys have used kind of our cards 2.0 platform to kind of reconfigure your yeah. app and change things around? I love the way your homepage looks and uh, you have a really unique uh, set of kind of round cards at the top, but it almost reminds me of uh, Instagram stories. Um, yeah, absolutely. Talk we about kinda, that design. Yeah, we're, we, we're hoping in, in some ways to, to take that habit created by, you know, an Instagram or, or some of the other apps out there, Bleacher Report. Uh, anyway, anyways, the top dots is kind of what we yeah. call it. Um, and I think it's just a way, you know, if the app is going to adapt to all of these different things in Vegas, you know, one day it's a UNLV game, another day it's a concert. And then, I mean, it literally from Friday, it could be a concert, to Saturday college football, to Sunday Raiders. I mean, that's entirely right. possible. And we needed the flexibility to make the app personality change. And so I think we're really excited. We haven't tapped into it nearly as much as I want to yet um, to choreograph the app so that the persona is just constantly changing. And there's always, and that's an area that I feel like users are really used to it constantly changing. Yeah. And so, it's pretty static for us right now, but I, I think that's a, an area where you might be in Raiders mode, but uh, it's, let's say a UNLV college football games going on. And maybe that jumps you over to stadium mode on that particular day in that particular window or, or vice versa for like a, a concert. Um, or, or maybe you're in stadium mode. We want to bounce you. Hey, go watch the Raiders. You're eligible for the Raiders live stream. Go back to, watch the game in Raiders mode. So it's kind of this area that we, we is fairly um, changing. Like, let's say on a weekly basis, you know, right now there's things like the draft tracker up there. Yeah. There's a big push and, and it's a way to surface things up and surround the content. Well, in a subtle way. Uh, and I think people are used to sort of that layout. And so we, yeah, we definitely piggybacked Instagram on that one, but I think, we, we would like to see it become almost like a story in nature um, and utilizing, making an experience there change. So um, yeah, that'd be cool. You know, we put pieces of content up there um, before. So on game day, if there's a really relevant piece of content that changes out and on, on game day, it becomes box score and roster and all the things that somebody really wants to have those quick touch points on. And then the contents there as well with sort of untouched. Yeah, I was listening um, to Raiders Nation Radio earlier today. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's an important, important one as well. And I think Cars 2.0 makes all that possible, and there's so many possibilities. So it's yeah. just uh, shifting to that was essential. Without that, we would never be able to, to accommodate so many needs in one place. Uh, and so that's, you know, not only from a cards list standpoint, but on that, the home screen really is that dynamic place where we want – uh, the segmenting and the profile, all the things we've talked about that come together. And so if you're part of a certain segment, maybe your, your top dots aren't the same. 
right. as if, you know, so if you at some point indicated you prefer some, so that's kind of how we see it. Um, the home screen, just being dynamic for what segments you're part of. So for alumni, ideally, you know, there's always an alumni portal access there. Um, Smart. But maybe yeah. it's season ticket members or maybe it's something else down the road. Um, loyalty wise, you know, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. Really smart. One of those top dots was also your, uh, tours for your stadium. Talk about, uh, that, that, that looked really awesome too. I'm sure fans are excited yeah. to, to tour the, uh, the yeah, new building. Tours is, tours is huge right now. And obviously because of, uh, because of the pandemic, you know, we've been unable to, um, to host big events, but tours is active. Right. And we've, we just went on sale to the general public and cards 2.0 made that, that particular experience possible. And I think it's in my mind, if I had enough, I, I wanted to just have infinite time to be in cars 2.0 and turn literally anything and everything into, into a new experience, similar to that tours one that's up there right now, because a lot of times we're, we're just, we're having to drive it back to like Raiders.com embedded within. Sure. I really love to get where everything's sort of built like that tours um, experience. And something that's cool about that too is that, you know, the Ticketmaster presence integration um, and, and everything kind of comes together with, within that. Uh, and, and again, you know, segmenting on cards um, would, would be possible in the future for something like that. Maybe if it's a, for example, PSL holders, got the first dibs on on going on tours but maybe down the road there's a special offer for psl uh members we've identified them through Ticketmaster, and maybe there's something else on the you know the cards list um like that, that tours is a great example or another piece of the project that that is almost like a third uh area for us you know uh being so close to the strip and, and the app becoming part of that experience over the, you know, initially it's not because we, we feel strongly about the, the experience and not, you know, not having the distraction of your phone actually in that moment. But, uh, but long-term, I think there's some really cool stuff maybe you could do to, to layer on, you know, when it, when we're years down, um, AR or something like that, you know, you're in the locker room and something cool happens, but for now it's, it's kept to a really exclusive, cool, um, experience. Sure. And that leads me to my last question. You said a few years from now, where do you see the app going two, three, five years from now? You, you talked about how much it's changed since 2015 when you were with the bears and it was really, all the apps were really focused on content. It's changed to this point where it's very got the content, but it's also got a lot of utilities and functionality for fans. Where do you see it going right. over the next few years for you guys? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to see the growth. Um, I, I think more and more, um, as fan, you know, the mobile usage is just off the charts, right? Like you think back, I mean, I've been watching web traffic analytics for the, literally since 2010, you know, and, and, and we're talking about like, like going back to our original notes about, you know, like, let's say usctrojans.com or being able to see those analytics and see the shift to mobile. Yeah. Uh, obviously mobile web first, but now apps just becoming a piece of everybody's life. And, and I think COVID accelerated that. So I see an right. acceleration and it's, you know, I, you know, I think my mom was probably the last person that was going to 
place a mobile order, have delivered your Instacart. They always <laughs> have but now everybody's doing it. Yeah. And, and so it's the accelerations off the chart. Um, but I think that the, where, where you guys are situated is really interesting. Um, and having people like a Kevin working on mobile ordering or, or Nate and just being part of the building as the, yeah. it's, really it's digitizing the fan experience. Um, and if it's QR codes, AR experiences in the stadium, scoreboard, and you know, there's so much to it. And I think that it first and foremost starts with users actually wanting that and developing those habits. And I feel like we saw that acceleration the last year. And it's and it's like a toothpaste out of the tube concept, and and it's it's probably just going to get faster and faster and fat. You know, things like app clips. Uh, there's so much to the app space that's growing, and, and it it's a way that you know a website just isn't isn't going to contextualize some some of the ways we talked about. You know, yeah. getting the message you want. And people want to hear from the, the official source of the Raiders, let's say, for a transaction. Um, but at the same time, you, you could go literally to the stadium or you could go to one of our retail locations. Or maybe you do something fun at home. You know, we, we always want to think about our, our global fan base as well. Sure. And I think I'm really excited about, you know, free-to-play games is a, an exploding space as well, something that you guys are great at. We haven't gotten into that much, but we know that esports and and gaming in general is just off the charts. And so I think right now we've had a focus on that sort of boots on the ground in Vegas at the stadium, making sure the stadium, the state of the art stadium is represented digitally. But I think the more we can also get to that at home fan, you know, the Raider, you know, the Raiders fan in the UK. Uh, or right. Mexico. Well, I mean, we feel like the global brand of Raider Nation, you know, there's a lot of folks that are never going to be able to to go inside the stadium, unfortunately, um, and experience like a stadium utility. So what are we doing for them? Um, and right now it's a lot of great content, stories, videos, uh, et cetera, and the experience and just the, the official coverage of the draft. But I think gaming is a really interesting uh future piece and just seeing how and th- there's there's so many things like digital collect collectibles is a really interesting one that we're seeing mm-hmm. right uh, as a trend you know nfts and you know what is it within the, the app that you might be able to get <clears throat> that's only within the official raiders app and not uh some you know i don't know is that a, a digital jersey or, or something like that right so it's it's interesting how how the space is going but i think I, the possibilities are endless really yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised uh i think the app clips is something really cool especially in the mobile ordering space something we're excited about um but uh yeah it's 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 gonna be wild i think for the next next two years three years and, and probably it, it's never gonna end <laughs> it's gonna just be something new right for, for and especially in sports but yeah, yeah no really no question. Well, you mentioned uh, Kevin Yealy and Nathan on our team. We've got a we've got a really amazing team behind the scenes. But as Priya always says, our team really is all of our clients. It's people like you and uh, Matt Cook and people from other teams that are constantly coming up with new ideas and pushing us to develop. And 
And um, our platform is where it is today because of all the ideas from everybody that we work with. And so we, we can't thank you enough for all of your uh, creativity and all the ways that you challenge us and push us and new ideas you come up with. And we can't see, can't wait to see what you come up with for the next few years. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, we, we, we can't, we're so grateful to the Inscam team and obviously, you know, the vision of just at the, at the end of the day to try to really allow clubs or your clients to, to help sort of set the roadmap or, yeah. or, or, you know, it's just, I think that's a really amazing, you know, quality and something that's, you know, the innovation of the Baltimore Ravens and the, and the Chicago bears or us can kind of the betterment of it. And, and we, we all like to compete and stuff, but we all see that as a yeah. shared vision within the InScan platform that we can all, also thrive sort of independently and, and it's fun to compete and see the rankings but it's also it's also that hey we're sort of all in this one betterment of this platform yeah. um, and if you innovate we can kind of also innovate there and if we're all yeah it's it's really interesting to see yeah the power in numbers really is, is what it is yeah we all make each other better for sure well, David, thank you so much for your time, especially this week during uh, draft week. I know you're, you're extremely busy, so I wish you luck in the draft over the next couple of days and can't wait to see who you guys pick. And, and I can't wait to make a trip out to Vegas and see that stadium in person and uh, yeah. hopefully see you in person as well. Can't wait to have you. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Appreciate David. So see you soon. Right. Bye-bye. Yeah.